It's the Big and Wild Christmas Spectacular with your host, Braden Gunn, what? Vince Noble, and Slick. What? Good morning, everybody. What is that? Oh, my gosh. It's not Christmas anymore. What is going on in there? We're keeping the spirits jolly still this oh, time of year. is that what it is? Oh, yeah, that, keeping... I think that's what we're going to go with. Oh, my uh, Lord. Wait, uh, let me blame it on Rookie over there. Hey, uh, that's, that's second time. So what, sophomore now, would that be called? That yeah. is so funny. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. You know what? No. I'll replay that. I want to hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> he probably could have played if he Hey, I wish. That'd be nice. Yeah, we got a, we got a little uh, automatic uh, firing over here. You but can't Sh- play it? Shriner's going to save the day. <laughs> I want to hear it again. I want to hear <laughs> I want to hear it too, right? <laughs> I want to hear the opening again. The other voice you hear over there, of course, is uh, Casey, uh, Casey the uh, Giant Killer. Who's uh, filling in for uh, Slick? Who's out running around out in the woods with his uh, military buddies? And I guess Schreiner's going to be on his way in here a little bit sooner. So uh, Vince is out for the day because his boss, the owner of the company, tested P for the Chicom. So he, as a precautionary tale, decided to uh, not show his mug around here today. Well, I appreciate that. So Bill George is here. You know, he's fully vaccinated and no. spreading COVID all over the place. So it's all good. Don't use that C word right now. <laughs> that is, that is the new C word of all C words. Is it really? I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't know because uh, I'm fully armed. So anyway, uh, it's going to be uh, me, Braden Gunn, and Bill George, and Casey, and then a little bit later on, perhaps Schreiner will show up, and uh, there's rumors that Steve might even show up a little bit later in the show. So we don't know what's going to be happening today. It's the chaos after the new year. I mean, come on. You know you're still writing 2021 when you uh, go fill out your 4473s and other I, forms. It- I haven't had to fill out a lot of those. I've had to correct about uh, 5,000 people already. They're like, no, it's 2022. But, but, ah, that's right. I forgot. It's, yeah, it takes about a month. But <laughs> I, I tell you one thing I'm probably getting closer to. I, I, I think I'm going to eventually go ahead and do one of the suppressors. You, uh, you should do one. You I, should actually have one. I was talking to Gordon not too long ago who was uh, – doing something like that and he's saying the the new process is all online and it's running much faster now it's not no longer such a long backlog well it's because it's not on the forefront of the media uh you know thundering herd so it's a little easier to get things done when you can just go just 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 do it just do that over there and be quiet about well, it. It's all good. So it's you th- should have one. Are you going to try to tame that 300 Win Mag? No, no, no. That's what he said. Are you going to put one on your 300? And I said, no, I want one for the 22. And he's but, like, what? I, but to me, if I'm going to pull the trigger on the 300, let the dog bark. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. It, what am I going to do? Make sure that the person in two counties away down here, but only the first county? Sure. You don't want to offend some lady out walking her uh, Pekingese, you know, uh, two miles away. She hears your, you know, massively thundering uh, artillery shot. You know, she might get offended I, by If it. I was shooting in a residential type like area, I might be a little bit more concerned. Well, even then, it's not going to make it completely, uh, no, as it, they put on the movies, Though it will on that 22 pew, subsonic. Pew, 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 pew. There, I just shot five times with a 50 caliber BMG. Oh, no. According to the <laughs> movies. There you go. That's what I did right there. Pew, pew, pew. How do you, oh, how do you, how do you legislate that? I mean, no, no, it's just going to make people murder people and poach. 
Yeah, whatever. No. Uh, 22, yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be click, click, click all day. I and, mean, it's it's so, not too bad. So I am looking to put one. You know, I've, I've always wanted to put one on the 22. It's, it's not that I think uh, there was a day shot a whole bunch of squirrels, okay? I mean a whole bunch. And I shot that, and yet amongst all that, I still saw deer, and I still had a coyote come in. And if there's nothing more sneaky and careful than a coyote, you know. So maybe it, a bobcat. Bobcat, maybe. But well, you're saying the, the, the 22? The, the 22 uh, did not bother them. With the subsonics, they didn't seem to care. Oh, dude, I my favorite way to go out and, and hit squirrels these days, you know, it used to be the 410 with the 30-inch, you know, number sixes and just knock the crud out of the tree. It was... um. I, I got those little uh, subsonic shorts. I put them in my old, big old Savage uh, with about a 26-inch barrel, and it, it's it's quieter than an air rifle. And the thing is, is when you get to an area where you have multiple squirrels frolicking in the forest, you know, chasing each other, having a good old time and all that stuff, it's easy to go click, knock one out of the tree. <laughs> And then when he hits the ground, the other ones come running out like, dude, what happened, man? Did you, like, <laughs> slip? What's going on? Click. That what? one's down. Wait a minute. What's wrong with you guys? Why did you fall out of the... Click. And that's what happened to me. They literally, there was a pile underneath one of the trees, and they'd walk down the tree, and they'd look at all the squirrels at the bottom of the tree. Right. And then another one be in the pile. Darn right. And, but I I did not like the uh, shorts as much. I, I that's the way I started to go, and then I turned around and uh, I went to the heavier bullet. I, I went to the, the long rifle. I went to long longer long rifle shell, but I turned around and I I used the heavier bullet, which brought it down to subsonic, and with that Ruger ten twenty two, it was done. You got to find those uh, 68 grain Calibres. You ever seen those? It's basically a, uh, a 68 grain 22 shoved into a 22 long casing. I don't know that I've seen those. Dude, they're they're just giant heavy. There's a there's a term for them that I shall not use on the uh, on the radio, but okay, it's uh those things are just wallops and they're really slow and they just have a lot of mass. It's like a 45 ACP. It- doesn't have to be faster when you're hitting somebody with a bowling ball at 400 and something feet per second. Correct, and that's <laughs> and that's what I ended up with. I I had much better performance on the squirrels uh, with that longer, heavier bullet, and it just it just seemed to do better for me than the uh, the subs, the little short things, CBs or any of that. And they they're plenty quiet. The little ho- the little hollow point CCIs, man, those things are awesome. They're great rounds. I always, I always like to shoot those little ones or the copper jacketed joggers. Um, you know, back in the day, uh, everything we went out and shot up in the taller trees, like in cypresses and things like that, you would always bring the uh, the uh, truncated yellow jackets. Remember those? They were like 17, 1800 feet per second. Those things were just laser beams. Listen, when I was a kid, you you threw a handful of 22s in your pocket. I'd uh, I remember yellow jackets and thunderbolt type like things, and but I, I tell you, it's whatever I had my hands on. I I wasn't picky back in in my younger years. Nobody was, <laughs> nobody was. It's what you can find on give the me, shelf. Give me the bullets, and let me shoot them, and you're good, and everything's all fine. 
But here, this is it right here. I wanted to show you Super uh, Sniper Subsonic 60 grain 22s. Look at this. Wow. <laughs> The the, the lead is bigger than the cartridge. I know. I'm telling you, it's it's a, it's an incredibly uh, heavy round, but it it, it knocks the crud out of them. You said Calibra, and that's Ag Aglia. Yeah, Aguila. Aguila. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Calibre was the other one that that makes them. There's another company that but makes it's, them. But it's 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 yeah. yeah. That one right there is a is a good round. I'm I'd be willing to try it. Give it a but, shot. But I tell you, most of the, most of those shots were within thirty yards or so. Uh -huh. so I, I mean, I wasn't having to shoot a hundred and fifty yards with the twenty-two, trying to not hit a squirrel that doesn't like to sit still. You know, right? So well, and then I I don't know how many times people have asked me this. You know, we we sold especially before Christmas a lot of you know. Um, pellet rifles, one seventy-seven, twenty-two calibers, and but, stuff like that. And nowadays, you know. Those are legally, they can come from the factory fully suppressed. So they're very quiet. Well, well, the one I shot, I borrowed one to try and look at doing stuff with squirrels. And the first time I shot that thing, it turned around, and I was just shooting out towards a pond because I wanted to see that it was sighted in. I shot towards the pond, and let me tell you, I had birds squawking all around that pond first shot. I mean... They did not like that at all. But yet the twenty two, they didn't care. Yeah. Well, I it, don't... It, it was crazy. Well, I, I was, it's like I said, you know, nowadays it's illegal for the for the air rifles to come from the factory fully the whole barrel's fully suppressed. So, you know, you don't have to really worry about it too much. If you're gonna try to be a quiet, quiet guy, it's all good. Get this. Find some. I'll try to find you some. I'm gonna see how it works. I might actually have some. You might. <laughs> I, I think not, I do. I, I would I not be do. surprised. I think I actually do. I think Dean Earl might have given them to me back in the day. I didn't want to get rid of them because you can't really find a lot of them. So when people find them, they you snatch them up pretty snatch good. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I need to get my twenty-two sighted in and uh, start practicing. I know we got a squirrel competition coming up uh yeah we'll see about that yeah i was going to mention though but you were talking about what started this whole conversation was the fact that you were looking at getting a suppressor for it the bad thing about buying one strictly for a 22 is now that one is strictly for a 22 if you go and you went and bought if you looked into it and maybe got a multi-caliber type suppressor that you could use on a 22, which I, it's going to be hard to find, but um, usually 22 ones are made for 22. So, yeah, if I if, if I, you're going to go get one, that means you have to apply and do it all over again to get another suppressor somewhere else. So, what a lot of people do is they'll just get the one that's a multi caliber. That way, you have one, you paid for it, and it works on their 270, on their 30. All you got to do is just change the ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. One One size fits all. You don't have to go change all the baffles. Uh, for the inside, some of them, but not all of them. Mostly it's just in and out. The entrance and exit is the important part. Because you can get them for uh, pistol ones that cover everything from 380s all the way up to 45 ACP. So it has a little interchangeable parts on it, so it's no big deal. That way you're just buying one instead of having to buy five. <laughs> because remember, each oh, one whoa, costs whoa, whoa, you 200 bucks. Uh, look, look, Casey, 
He's saying just buy one instead of buying five. How many guns do you think you have? How many do you have? You can't just buy one, <laughs> you man. Can't you got to go for I'm five. talking about one suppressor. That way it covers all of them. That way you're not having to buy five, which costs you a thousand bucks. Now you buy one for your whatever it is, and you're done. It may be a grand to buy that darn thing. Now you're about, you're about wait, let's see, should I spend $2,000, uh, you know, because each time? No, no, you don't want to do that. If you can, though, why why not? If you can, sure, go for it. I don't care. I'm just saying that if you're a normal person who doesn't want to go, dude, you're not hearing what I'm saying. It's $200 per suppressor. The suppressor's going to cost you a grand. So you buy five suppressors, that's 5000 Now yeah. you're going to spend another 5000 another 1000 or so just to cover those? It's just crazy. It's just well, I don't, I don't know that I would turn around and get five, but maybe one that's dedicated for a twenty two. Which rifle do you have? Which one are you going to put it on? I'd probably put it on the Ruger 1022. Is it threaded already? It is not. Well, well then what are you going to do? Just put, it, put a piece put of pipe the... tape on there and... Listen... <laughs> I have engineered more things. You got to thread it on there, bro. I would probably get a barrel that was already threaded. An but, aftermarket one? Yeah. So there we go. More cost. There we go. It's a squirrel killing machine. Bing, bing, bing. So it's just a regular old 410 and the 22 that you have now. <laughs> God, I sound like my father talking to me as a 13 year old. Why, why? Is that scary? What are you doing? Is that scary? What's wrong with the one you have now? That's what it's going to turn into. What's wrong with the 22 you have now? Kills kills squirrels, doesn't it? Killed a lot. Well, there you go. Then what's the problem? <laughs> you, don't have to, you know, if you yeah. want to just make it to where it goes clickety-click, go right ahead, change your ammo. Just change it into the uh, the Super Calibre sniper round. The problem is, is on the Ruger 10-22, chances are it's not going to cycle. The Calibre? It's not going to cycle your bolt. It's not the gonna, heavy grain bullet. It just doesn't have a lot of powder behind it to, you know, be able to throw it out there. It could. It depends on how beat in your uh, your ten twenty two is. If it's fairly new, I would say. Well, maybe probably I just not. need to clean it. <laughs> or just go to a maybe bolt it's action. beat in. Maybe is that's the thing. When I was doing the bolt action, it was actually more noise when you turned around after you shot. Cycling that bolt than it was with the 1022. That's why you got to get a cricket. Well, cricket, you just like <clears> click, <throat> click, and you're done. It's just click it up, clear it down, and you're beginning, boom, done. That's what Bart hunts with. I have a little buckaroo. Buckaroo, single shot? Single shot buckaroo. It's a break action? Is it the break no, action? No, buckaroo? it's a little bolt. It's just a little bolt. It knocks the shell out. Mm-hmm. You put another one and close the bolt. Who made the buckaroo? I'm, I don't remember. It got it second hand. <laughs> it's one of those deals. Well, you would think that you would at least look at the label or something. Listen, it was a beater up for the kids, <laughs> and I've used it more than the kids. Of course, I I I, I made fun of uh, the fact that you know, and I, people have bought a lot of crickets. There and, it is, Marlin. And uh, I sit there and I tell them that you know, my brother Bart, who's not a small human being, when we go out to go shoot squirrels, that's what he shows up with is his cricket. The cricket that he got when he was maybe seven, eight years old. And the reason why is because he's a dead eye with that thing. And you can carry it all day. You could literally just about put it in your pocket and walk with it all day. 
And like you said, you fill up one pocket with 22 shells and you're just hippity dippity through the woods with your little cricket and, you know, cheek. Yeah. It's like, and you're done. It's easy peasy. Nothing to break, nothing to beat up, nothing to worry about. Throw it in the mud, pick it up, shoot it. Yeah. If you get something that's too fancy schmancy, get out there with your Volksham, you know, CZ, super target, one shot, hit a dime at 50 yards type gun. It's, you know, you don't want to mess it up. <laughs> what? You haven't seen any of my guns. Yes, I have. They, 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 they go through the bushes, they go through the brambles. Yeah. They do, and that's they should do, unless it's certain guns. I have certain guns that never uh, really get beat up too bad. Yeah, I just uh, they're just too pretty. I just I just can't do it. It's it's. I'll take them out. I'll hunt with them, but it has to be. Um, Go sit in a stand. And get yeah. back Get down. Yeah, kind of. Well, I don't even want to do that in case I bang it on a piece of metal. <laughs> Something. It's like. Go uh, sit in a chair, a lawn chair. Yes. Lazy boy to be preferred with padded armrests. That's a Gerald Keller rifle, man. That thing is too sweet, it's too pretty, too beautiful to, to take it out there and, and beat it. Whole barbed wire fences down with, do you, with it do you as you think cross when it. they designed the gun, they said, there's, oh, this is a gun that's going to sit in somebody's safe and never be used. No, you sound like Charlie Oaks now. Every Listen. time I buy a switchblade, he's like, where's my knife? Why aren't you carrying my knife? Well, I don't want to mess it up. That's what it's for. That's why I built it. That's right. I didn't build it to keep it a safe. I built it so you could carry it. And I'm like, well, I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. Well, then buy another one. That's, yeah, that's and, his mentality. And hence you did. Yeah. Well, I bought three, but they're in a safe. They rarely see they rarely see daylight. When I lost my uh, my vector, everybody on uh, on social media was telling me, why don't you carry one of them Charlie Oaks knives, man? I'm like, Cause, uh, the reason why is because I don't want it to end up uh, in a post like my vector. I would be extremely upset. It cost me money. Those things aren't cheap. My no. dad, when he lost his, he's like, "Man, I carried that knife. That thing had a I, that knife has about ten thousand miles on it, motorcycle miles on that thing." And I finally lost it somewhere out in the woods of Arkansas. So I had to go buy him another one, <clears throat> which yeah. Charlie was glad to sell me. Yeah, no, I turned around. I found I was out out hunting in in. Uh, Lake Wales area and a WMA that had come off of a cow hand, you know, ranch at one point. A trapper? Oh, uh, it was walking the water wildlife management area, and underneath an old oak tree, live oak tree, I found uh, a old case knife. Just the 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 two blades. It had two blades on it, but one. That's what I said. A trapper. One had been worn down from being sharpened. So much that you just know that somebody had that knife for forever. Well, if it was a carbon one, you know, they go through those pretty quick. Uh, cutting cows and stuff, they're always constantly sharpening it and that kind of thing. Well, it was, it was an old. You still got it? City. Somewhere. Is, was it rusted? Not much. Really? Yeah, not not bad. Well, then it but, must not have been there like very how long. Did, if you find it out in the woods and, and that particular place wasn't wasn't legally hunted much so um it was probably illegally hunted a lot but uh maybe that's why i didn't go back for the knife <laughs> no I, I i just picture some old timer sitting underneath the trees cutting an apple or something and somehow missed his pocket with his knife old timer yeah some old guy some old geezer yeah yeah, yeah get away 
All right. Well, I don't know. So. Uh, uh, a trapper is pretty easy to replace. You can go find one of those pretty much anywhere, you know, but uh, a Charlie Oaks knife or something like that is not so easy to replace. Some knives have a lot of history. You know, I found a, ba- a pack out in the woods up in Pennsylvania and turned out uh, that had a GPS in it. And I, being the guy I am, I downloaded all the waypoints first. And, and <laughs> oh, get all your secret spots first, brother. Yeah. And then and, I'll give it back to and you. And then there was one called Camp. And so I turned around. I, I looked to see where that camp was. And I turned around. I actually went and left a note on that camp door. And the guy called me. And I gave it to him. I said, you got everything but a Hershey's bar. <laughs> Payment. I, I ate the Hershey's bar. Yeah. And uh, he had lost the, the pack during bear season. And he was so happy, not because of the GPS, because it was older GPS. His father's knife was in the pack. Ah. And that old buck knife meant a lot to him. Oh, that, yeah. That that's all be... he cared about yeah, was really. that knife. Keep it. Just give him a dang knife so, back, man. Well, wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. How do you leave a backpack out while you're bear hunting with a chocolate bar in it and it survives through bear season? (laughs) (laughs) How do they not sort that thing up and then uh, next thing you know, tear it to shreds? It it was one weekend later, so so it wasn't like a long time. Wasn't there out uh, where they could find it for very, very long? No. First knife that I ever found in a roadway was a case knife. It was the old... um, Sodbuster, yellow handle, little shorty. Mm-hmm. Had that thing for a thousand years. I lost it and found it probably ten times in its lifetime. And then the one where it just ran away and never came back. Never came back. All right, we're going to take a break. It is All a big right. and wild outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends over there at Brandon Ford. Stay right here. We got more to talk about for sure. We got three hours of it for you. Hang on. The Big and Wild Outdoors invites you to discover Fishhawk Sporting Clays. It's 77 acres of first-class comfort and hospitality for your personal sports shooting as well as corporate and public events. The Fishhawk staff is always ready to set you and your family up for a memorable day of dusting clays. Conveniently located in Lithia, about 20 miles from downtown Tampa and less than 8 miles from Brandon and is open 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Tuesday through Sunday. Fishhawk Sporting Clays offers four-person shooting carts, 12- and 20-gauge shotgun rentals, and the club also features a large covered pavilion with plenty of seating for your next big get-together. Fishhawk will happily host birthday parties, bachelor and bachelorette parties, team-building groups, family reunions, or any group of people who'd like to get together and have fun. For more information, go to fishhawkshootingclays.com. That's fishhawkshootingclays.com. And be sure to check out the events page for clinics and classes available throughout the year. As hunters, we all know that planting a food plot in Florida is hard work. It takes tons of water, fertilizer, and time just to keep it alive. Well, now there's a product that can make growing big deer on your hunting property as easy as unloading your cooler. It's Horn Max 20 Super Pro Mineral and Super Max 20 Super Molasses Block. This stuff is amazing for growing huge deer. And, of course, your Florida deer will get all the trace minerals, protein, and amino acids needed for optimal nutrition in bucks, lactation in does, and fawn growth. Check out the full line of Horn Max 20 today at Florida Mineral online.net or click the link at bigandwild.com. 
Choosing a Seashay Rigid Inflatable Boat is a great decision for many reasons. First, even though it's custom built, it's very economical and a great way for families to experience the water life they otherwise couldn't afford. Secondly, super easy to control, maneuver, and maintain. And thirdly, it's an amazing little boat for a quick fishing trip with less weight than a bigger boat, easy upkeep, and way less storage hassles. Start your custom Seashay today at SeashayBoats.com. Morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll give you a little bit of a fast cast for today. It's going to be a nice, pretty day, actually. Started off really nice this morning. It's around 50 something degrees out there, upper 50s, but it's going to be about uh, upper 70s for the day. It's going to be mostly clear and all that kind of good stuff. They're not expecting any rain, but I love it in Florida. It's winter, 85% relative humidity. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, still but, going on, but it is a little breezy out there. So if you're if you're looking to go offshore or something like that, it's, eh, it's not that bad. Uh, the, listen, it's it's breezy out there. Woods, You'll be fine. Wood, yeah, yeah. What nine miles an hour? That's breezy. <laughs> we're we're good. Don't worry about it. Hey guys, they're fine. they're having winter storms up uh, up where I'm from now. So I think I'll trade this for for that any day. You oh, know? this this is beautiful. Yeah, this is gorgeous. No, I mean, it like, sucks. <laughs> it, I mean, hey, like I like the uh, I like the sun and you know the humidity, but uh, I gotta say, you know, this eighty degree winter, my first eighty degree winter has been uh, it's been very satisfying. Oh, we've got your face. We may get a little little cooler here. It might get a little cooler next week and all that kind of good stuff. But the, the what you haven't experienced, Casey, yet as you're a newbie, oh. is when we get into the forties and things like that down here. <clears throat> and you think, oh, you know, it's snowing back home. Uh, 40 degrees is nothing here, man. Come walk <clears throat> in the woods with me. Put 40 degrees and 85% relative humidity and see what it does to the human body. Uh, no, he's he's probably sitting in a room, in a heated room, you know, watching TV. <laughs> you know, he's not out running around in the swamps or anything like that. It's a cold like you'll never experience well, before in it, your life. I got to say, like, since I moved down here in July, the coldest I've been in personally is, like, upper 40s. Like, that's the coldest I've seen since I've been here. Where? Here, like here. Mm-hmm. I mean, When t- was t- it t- upper 40s? It was probably, I mean, I guess what it was. What date was that that I missed? I'm pretty sure it got down to the upper 40s. Like Your 40s first- is obviously <laughs> different than my 40s. <laughs> I mean, I swear, I swear it said 49. Listen, uh, listen. You're crazy. Listen, he probably jumped into the freezer section at Walmart. Uh-huh. <laughs> is that what it is? Well, you know, <clears throat> I, I tell you the big difference. Like, uh, looking at the cam on uh, bigandwild.com, of course, there's snow on the ground out in Iowa. Looks beautiful out there. And I always go and check because when the deer and the squirrels all come in to go eat on the feeder, you can see their fur blowing around. So it's like, oh, it's a little blustery out there today. Mm. What's the uh, temperature? And you go, oh, it's 29 degrees and 5% relative humidity. Yeah. So it's a dry, easy cold. So you can actually walk around with a flannel shirt on and blue jeans and, yeah. you know, some decent footwear and maybe something to protect your ears and you're all good. You try that crap down here in Florida and you will be dead in an hour. Yeah. It it literally goes through your body like x-rays so Up like north. a day a day like that like that you're talking about you can wear like a flannel like we would call that like a crisp a crisp uh winter day you know like yeah. i yeah. guess yeah so like there's no crispness yeah. here i was gonna say that's probably not yeah something you all would say it's but. not crisp 
Uh-huh. Up north, you could put on a couple layers and it, you're good. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Here, that cold, whatever cold it is, is going to eat through every one of those layers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, when he says when, eat, he means eat. It, 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 it doesn't matter if it's now. This windy. is a boy from Pennsylvania, so he'll tell I, you, I, man. I will. I can tell you, I was up there in the 30s with a short sleeve shirt, right in a buggy. Down here, it will eat you up. <laughs> It, it yeah. is just, and that's you get down in these swamps. You, it's just, it's just, it's a lot different than where you come from. And it's, and it's yeah. in the heat's the same way. I know that everybody always says that, but it's the truth. I mean, yeah, I, I've stood on the prairie, 110 degrees, and it felt like it was 83. And when you got in the shade, it was actually cool and nice and uh, and very tolerable. Well, you bring that same person down here. Uh, when Cody wanted to come down and go do some Osceola hunting, he says, what do I need to do to prepare? I said, go put on all your clothes and then go stand in the uh, hot shower and steam in there uh, in the bathroom and find yourself in a corner and sit there for about five hours and not move. (laughs) He's got a half rack. Yeah, he was hanging around there yesterday. A little half rack of bucks right there. And maybe they're starting There's to some grow. big boys coming in there. There's one that's got, uh, they're at least 12, 13, 14 inch tines. Seriously, monster big boy. And when he comes in, everybody on this side of the feeder goes, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes, oh, here comes big bruisey. We got to leave. Bye. Well, see you later. Hey, listen, I wanted to mention this. We we're going to, we kind of came together this past week. Uh, it was I thought, kind of a last minute thing, but. <clears throat> Looks like we're going to be broadcasting on the 22nd up at uh, Tampa Bay Sporting Clays for Lori's event that's it, going to be happening up there. And we were there last year. Right. This is our second annual clay shoot. Right. And uh, everybody had a good time. So we're going to go and do it again this year. I don't think I'm going to get to shoot because we got to run. I got to run straight from there back over to Plant City. So, um, well, well, you know, it. Starts at eight. We finish broadcasting at ten. We're we're really behind the the time, anyways. Well, so. when we do the one out of Fishhawk, they don't start until nine, Correct. so we can we can kind of catch up. And <laughs> whereas whereas uh, with the uh, with the one up at uh, Fishhawk, we're going to be yeah. two hours behind, and we won't be able to catch up. And Lori Hall puts us on. It's hooked on hope. She does golf tournaments, fishing tournaments. Oh yeah, we've done and, a lot of them. And, and the clay shoot. I think she has like five different events that she puts on doing right. fundraiser for the Hooked on Hope. It's a 501c, yep. I believe. Oh yeah. And and they turn around and they help ladies that have had breast cancer with all kinds of stuff. And it, it really, you need to go look at hookedonhope.org. You can get to the event uh, for the sporting clays, but also see all the other stuff that they have available there also. No, they have a huge, trust me, man, they get a ton of donations and stuff for the auctions and for the live auction and for uh, silent auctions and all that kind of good stuff. I know she's got a bunch of guns to give away this year and a bunch of other stuff like that, but Lori really puts it out there. And, you know, we broadcast from our fishing tournament, too, every year. And uh, if you've heard those, well, good on you. If you haven't, um, what this does, what Hooked on Hope does, is it helps to pay bills for women who have breast cancer that insurance does not cover. So insurance doesn't cover like things like, uh, you know, the mortgage payment or insurance coverage or uh, maybe the kids' dental uh, stuff. You know, your kids have got to get their braces done and things like that. Because, you know, mom's dealing with cancer. You know, mom's running that household. Uh, you take her out of the picture. 
everything falls apart, bro. <clears throat> so the, the ladies all got together and said, dude, we can help you guys out. We can do all this so that way you can just concentrate on getting better, getting healthy, getting all your stuff and getting back to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it's going to be happening on the 22nd, and if you'd like to come out and shoot, there's still plenty of uh, slots available if you'd like to come out and become a sponsor. They have all different kinds. You have the pink platinums. You have the pink clay sponsors. You have the uh, pink ribbon sponsors. You have all these different ones. We have a link on our web page, on our Facebook page, I'm sorry, and it'll give you all the info right there. Yes, and you can show up the day of and shoot. It's $150 just for a person to shoot, and you will have a great time. Yeah, and you'll get a good a good lunch, a big fulfilling lunch where you just want to crawl under a tree and take a nap. And the good thing is, is you're pretty much done by 1 o'clock. Yep. So if you and your buddies want to go do another round, go see Mike Mesra and pay for it, go do another round. Shoot till your shoulder falls off. I don't care. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you, Casey. We're going to take a fast one. Ford truck dealer in the entire southeastern United States is right here, close to you. Which dealership? The answer shouldn't surprise you. Brandon Ford is the largest volume F-Series truck dealer in the Southeast, and the numbers don't lie. Brandon Ford sells more F-150s, more Super Duties, more lifted trucks, 4x4s, and diesels. And when a dealership sells more, there's always a reason, like the guaranteed lowest Ford truck prices, or one of the largest Ford truck inventories in America, with over 500 trucks available and on sale, or their award-winning sales team with years of experience who knows these trucks inside and out. Every day when businesses or customers need a truck they choose brandon ford because brandon ford stocks more sells more and sells for less so when you're ready for a truck come see us at highway 60 and 301 in tampa the largest volume ford f-series dealer in the entire southeastern united states 24 7 at brandonford.com if you want to pay less for a ford truck that's our business so i'm sure you heard the news social media sites are cracking down on private firearm sales so if you're looking to sell or buy a new or used gun or even looking to trade do it the right way and head over to deer hunter guns dan and his crew will give you top dollar for your used firearm plus give you the best trade-in value if you're looking to upgrade deer hunter guns is doing it the legal way and can help you find what you're looking for or take that used rifle pistol or shotgun off your hands the legal way so you have peace of mind knowing your firearm isn't going to a complete stranger go sell your firearms to your friends at deer hunter guns stop by today and get the best deal 2797 gulf to bay boulevard across from the original hooters deerhunterguns.com Ace Heating and Cooling is a locally owned and operated full-service residential and commercial heating and cooling company in Brandon. They specialize in giving the best options to all their customers and send highly trained technicians to your home or business, not salespeople. Ace wants to build long-lasting relationships and bring reliable service to every customer. Get your AC or heating done right the first time and every time from your friends at Ace Heating and Cooling. Schedule your service today at brandonac.net. I said, looky here. Here we are. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Spring Gun, Bill George, and Casey. 
Yeah, we're changing it all up now. Vince is out uh, as a precaution to stay home because of uh, a, 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 a positive at his uh, place of employment. So uh, he's uh, for the flu. He's been demanded to uh, recruit recruit himself from the uh, show for at least a week, and we'll see what happens. But so I'm riding around with his Christmas present, banging around in the trunk for two weeks now. Kabinga banga bunga banga bonga. So I you, hope it still works more, by the time he gets it. You need more stuff in the truck. <clears throat> well, you know, I don't I don't have the truck bed anymore, so I just got to make do with what I got. Just banging around in the back of there and all that kind of good stuff, you know? It's it's just the way it is. Uh, good on the FWC this past week. I know that it made kind of national headlines. I don't know why. I uh, guess because there's really not much going on in the world. I don't know. But <clears throat> if you heard about this... Uh, and I love it when guides and captains, they hear a story like this because they're usually really nice kind of laid back dudes. But when they hear stories like this, they become a murderous rage mob. Murderous rage mob. Yeah. I've never seen them so worked up except when they're trying to keep you from keeping the trout risk fishers. <laughs> well, this is the one that uh, this would uh, but put them over the But that's behind the scenes. Yeah. This would be uh, putting it over the top. A group of fishermen from Atlanta. <clears throat> decided to come down to Florida and do a little visitation down here and hang around and do some stuff, maybe do a little fishing. Well, they were arrested down by the Sunshine Skyway Bridge for using illegal gill nets to catch more than 500 pounds of fish. So, uh, Listen, this was no normal illegal gill net. 1,600 feet long. 1,600 and some feet. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it was a combination of nets. I think there was. Uh, they said there was like... Five nets total, four nets totaling, uh, one thousand six hundred and sixty feet long. Yeah, so uh, that's 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 four and a half football fields. Yeah, it is. It covers a lot of ground. It really does, which explains why they had more than five hundred pounds of fish, including sharks, snook, blue crabs, sheep's head, trout, black drum, and just about anything else that would get in the net. That kind of good thing. So. Uh, Officers arrested the guys, found the men were in possession of uh, the all the netting and everything else, and uh, said, I uh, hope you enjoyed your trip down here because... I did not realize they were not from Florida. They were from Atlanta. They came down from Hotlanta. And what are you doing in Atlanta with a gill net? I did, coming to Florida, you know. I told my, uh, told my kid this, I told him the story, and he was like, where were they at? Where were they at? Because you know, did they get any of it? That's what I'm saying. That's like his sheep's head. his uh, sheep's head spot. So he was like, "Where? Where'd they catch him, Dad? Where was it? Oh man. Okay, never mind. Uh, Using a gill net, by the way, in the state of Florida, is a third degree felony, punishable by up to five years in prison, which these guys should get. Do you think they're going to be prosecuted? No, they'll just pay the five thousand dollar fine, and you know. Trip along, uh, another, and we have 500 pounds of fish that'll never come back. And there are people that that's what I call an egregious violation. It I is. Mean, that's not, that's not like somebody accidentally shoots something that is, that's an inch short or something like that. This, these people are out there, they came from a long way and to break the law, to break the law. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying that if you're going to do that, then they need to make an example of them to do that. Then they really should be looking at five years in prison. Did Did you see the post on FWC's Facebook page with all the multi pictures on yeah, there? Yeah, the multi pictures. Yeah. You want to know a thing? I thought it was kind of funny on that picture. <laughs> What's 
<laughs> and this is just me noticing weird things. When the uh, one officer was handling the fish, they both had gloves on, but one had like crime scene rubber gloves on like he was afraid to touch a fish. They're stinky. They're stinky fish. They're stinky fish. <clears throat> well, including, you know, I think that I'm not going to assume anything, but I'm going to kind of guess at something. With the mullet run running the way it is, uh, maybe somebody somewhere got the idea that, you know, like the old days, you know, you could get out there and get a bunch of mullet, throw them on ice, get them back up to Hotlanta and make a ton of money on the darn things. And this just happened to be one of those areas where, thank goodness, you know, it was a tip from a concerned citizen that actually told law enforcement where they were and what they were doing. And uh, um, it just... uh, they caught him in the act, so that's a good thing. Well, I turned around, and that did come in as a tip. And if you have a wildlife violation that you see going on, and they, these are what I call major violations, you can always call Wildlife Alert Hotline. And they FWC has that out there. And it starts a lot like ours, 888-404, mm-hmm. but theirs is 3922. And you actually get money for turning people in. It's true. And and these people are robbing from everybody out there. Okay. This isn't, this isn't, you know, some guy going out there to feed his family. Uh, If somebody turned around and was hurting and was trying to feed their family and out there keeping every sand perch and every, everything, just trying to put food on the table, I'm not going to worry about it. But let me tell you, you ten dudes around. drive all the way from Atlanta. That's that's not about uh, keeping food on your yeah. on your table. There's there's people who are out there shining lights, shooting deer out of cars at night. That that's not hunting. That's no. not that's not out there to feed their family. You got people just trying to shoot deer and take a head. You know that's 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 just wrong. But um, you know, go ahead, get your money. I I ran into a guy last weekend. <laughs> I drove. I I burned through a whole tank of gas in one day last Sunday driving. But I ran into a guy and talked to him out in one of the wildlife management areas as I was filling in some ruts with uh, some concrete debris. Uh, he was hunting the wildlife management area, and we got to talking. He he had made some money off of one of those wildlife hotlines, and they paid him pretty good. Yeah, I always said that if you get somebody who's somebody like this, Lord knows what the reward is on this. It might uh, go a long way towards a decent little elk hunt or somewhere that you could go and uh, go do some duck hunting in Stuttgart, Arkansas or something. I mean, pay for a trip with it. Do your thing. Uh, I know that I I always kept uh, the FWC in my phone. I always keep it in my mobile. And um, I know you can either do uh, pound FWC or you can do star FWC and it goes to the same place. Okay. I I don't know that. You didn't know that one? No. See this one right here? You look at mine. It's basically 392. So it's a three-digit. You just push send and go. And I don't know how many times I've I've called them, especially out at like Fort DeSoto, places like that, where I'm watching guys stick underside snook or grouper or anything else like that in a cooler. And uh, they always thank you. They always say thank you for the tip, thank you for the information, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, if we get an officer in the area, we'll have him try to go by and check it out. The problem is, is by the time one gets there, that cooler is already in the back of the Chevy and it's gone, you know? All too often, but, you know, 
at least on the coast, you have a little bit more chance. Our wildlife officers are spread so thin inland. It, it it's it's crazy. There might not be one in the county. Yeah, I know at all, or the adjacent county at well, times. And I I think that. There's a lot of them that are on the water on boats that are checking for BUIs and things like that and, uh, you know, manatee zones and all the other happy stuff. And so I don't know what the ratio is of land-based FWC guys as to water-based. And by the time one gets from around Pinellas Point, gets all the way down by Fort DeSoto, comes all the way around the end of the point, comes all the way down to the 1,000-foot pier, Gets off the boat, comes walking down, and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, they're they're gone. So it, it takes a long time. I understand that, but um, something like this, you got sixteen hundred and sixty feet of net out there. That's not something you can just wrap up real quick and throw in the trunk and then book. Let me tell you, as a kid, my dad bought us a gill net. You know, you have same bo- net or gill net. Gill net. This is back in the days when they were legal. And we we had I think it was like a hundred foot or something like that. It wasn't it wasn't humongous, but we turned around. We'd go out there and try and get mullet. You'd go get in that little John boat and try and get around a school and and pull them in. The worst time we ever had was we set that net out and got a humongous school of catfish. Oh. And you had to spend I, I think we spent hours pulling catfish. <laughs> Out of the net, uh, it, it should have just pulled the net up, made a bonfire, and put the whole thing in there, and just take the lead line off. <laughs> it was that bad. Well, I got you beat on that one. I was in a boat with a friend who was in the front with a cast net, netted, loaded up. He's like, "Dude, there's a school of mullet. School chasing down." So we're chasing this school of mullet down. Throws a cast over, perfect. Pulls it up, full of catfish, Ooh. full of like little nine inchers. So they're all needle and they're all wrapped up. Oh my gosh! Should have just done the same thing. Yep. Go to Wheaton Island, start a bonfire, and just throw it on there. Get it over with. Get the lead back. All right, taking a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you for joining us this morning. If you want to call, you can. 888 It's 888 We'll be back. The biggest Ford truck dealer in the entire southeastern United States is right here, close to you. Which dealership? The answer shouldn't surprise you. Brandon Ford is the largest volume F-Series truck dealer in the southeast, and the numbers don't lie. Brandon Ford sells more F-150s, more Super Duties, more lifted trucks, 4x4s, and diesels. And when a dealership sells more, there's always a reason, like the guaranteed lowest Ford truck prices, or one of the largest Ford truck inventories in America, with over 500 trucks available and on sale, or their award-winning sales team with years of experience who knows these trucks inside and out. Every day when businesses or customers need a truck, they choose Brandon Ford because Brandon Ford stocks more, sells more, and sells for less. So when you're ready for a truck, come see us at Highway 60 and 301 in Tampa, the largest volume Ford F-Series dealer in the entire southeastern United States, 24-7 at BrandonFord.com. If you want to pay less for a Ford truck, that's our business. 
Hunting never stops in Florida, so you need to make Al's Wild Meat in Riverview your full-time, full-service deer and hog processor. Al's Wild Meats will custom cut your game any way you like it, including a variety of sausage options, like traditional ground breakfast, link, or smoked, plus some of the best jalapeno cheddar summer sausage, snack sticks, and deer bacon on the planet. Al and his wife, Christine, pride themselves in making sure you're getting your own harvest back just the way you want it, and always vacuum-sealed, labeled, frozen, and back in your freezer fast. Al's Wild Meat, right off I-75 on Simmons Ranch Court in Riverview, on Facebook or online, alswildmeatprocessing.com. Safety up, sit down, and hang on. There's no better place for your next ATV adventure than Bone Valley. With over 200 acres of twists and turns, that's a one-of-a-kind ATV experience, and eight miles of trails, a hill climb, an open play area, and picnic areas. Located at 10427 County Road 630 West in Mulberry, hours are Friday through Monday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., State law requires ATVs be registered prior to riding on public property. Riders under 16 are required to take a rider's education class. For fees and hours, check out BoneValleyATV.com. Here we are, Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Bill George, and Casey hanging out with you on this Saturday morning. We appreciate you guys listening in. And hanging out with us this morning. Uh, During the break, you heard that commercial for Owls Wild Meats and Processing. Uh, If you're a hunter, if you're a guy who goes out on a regular basis and still uh, throughout the year decides to get a hog here or there every once in a while kind of thing, this time of year you know he's really busy, but around the holidays it got really, really kind of crazy. I think think that they actually – have to close and uh they were closed new year's day and all that kind of stuff and they reopened so i think they're back in full swing right now but it's always 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 a good idea before you go you know when owls was a little hole in the wall place that only a few people knew about back in the day you know where you could just like ah just drop it off out there in the cooler you'll be i'll get on it tomorrow don't worry about it yada 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 Nowadays, it's turned into, you know, quite the popular place when it comes to getting things done. So it would behoove you to maybe perhaps call ahead, make sure that everything's okay, make sure that it's all good, make sure that your stuff is ready. Don't just show up and go, well, it was supposed to be done today, or at least I thought it was going to be done today. And, you know, then you're going to be disappointed or mad or whatever it is when it's not. So uh, do yourself a favor. Al's out there working his batuki off out there, so give him a call if you can. If you want more information, you can always go look him up. He's on Facebook. Uh, They have a website, Al's Wild Meat Processing Incorporated. And, uh, you know, just just make sure. Give him a heads up, especially if you're going to be dropping something off. It's always a good idea to make sure that uh, you ask where you want it and where you want it, if it's after hours, that kind of thing. I need to get something out there. I need to try that bacon. None of my friends who have gone there have coughed up any of the deer, the bacon. The venison bacon? Yeah. Yeah, you're not getting that. I mean, I've known lots of people who have gone there, gotten yeah. it. Yeah. Not one pack nope. has fallen by the wayside. Nope, you're not getting any. Well, you know, why, well, I can't give you any of mine because it's it's Axis deer, and that stuff's like platinum. There's Listen, no way I'm not giving, <laughs> not giving away the Axis deer bacon. It's a pack of meat. It's ex- no. It's, it's, How much did you pay for that access deer hunt? 
uh, with flesh and blood and experience, <laughs> millions and billions of dollars. And uh, no, he does a great job of it. But do yourself a favor, Al's Wild Meats. Call him before you pick up. Call before you deliver. It's always a good thing to do. That way you know for sure if it's going to be there or you know whatever. That way you're not just surprised. It's all happening too fast. Yeah, I'll Al's keep Wild. that at my house. Put me in line though. <laughs> Well, I think he's I think he's kind of caught up these days because usually if he's not, he's very quick to get it out there on social media like, hey, you know, um, we're going to be closed or we're really behind. Don't leave your coolers, blah, 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 blah. So do yourself a favor and follow them if you want to on Facebook or something like that so you can get alerts and, and know where you are in the process. Well, I'll tell you, up in Pennsylvania, they turned around this year. They brought dough in at the same time as Buck, and it completely overwhelmed any of the deer processors out there if you if you were trying to get a deer processed after the first couple of days you, you couldn't get it processed there was just that many flo- deer there was that many deer flooded those people that's that's a good thing it's not a bad thing who does most of the processing up there is it uh amish mennonites no, anything no, like that or just, just have regular just folks regular out there? old guys and they'll have, like, Al, a whole team of people who are there, and different people have different roles. Somebody turns around and debones and decarcasses, and another person's grinding, and another person's smoking or doing the next process. Well, now, I, I, do, you, do you get your deer back, or is it one of those ones where you give, like, 80 pounds of venison and you get 80 pounds back? The one particular one that my brother and them use all the time you get your deer back. Okay. You do. Yeah. But there are others that you pull up and there is a mountain of deer. And I'm, they bring them in, they cut all the legs off, and they throw the entire carcass in a pile. And it, we're talking about a pile that's six, seven foot tall, mm-hmm. 40, 50 feet long. You know, I'm talking about a pile of deer. And they're, that's how many are there, and they're just turning around and working to get them hung up, and they, they're on like a conveyor belt line of going through and getting disassembled. And that, those are, it's funny because the one place is a radiator shop, <laughs> but but in the wintertime, <laughs> the winter, during deer they turn season. into a sausage-making factory. But in that particular place, you just get so many pounds of meat back. You this is you, you bring this in, and you're getting You so write what you want, how you want it, and yep, they give you, and they, they just give, trade it out. They just, they give it to you're you. getting deer. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Because I, you take a lot of care of your game, and then you want good meat back. You took the time to... Make sure you're not getting, you know, rank old smell all over the place. Clean the clean the cavity out. Do everything. You, you let do, it hang. Let it dry. Let it sit up there out in the breeze so, for about four days. And so you you take thing. a lot of care. Somebody else might not care. No. And maybe that's if you, if you got a deer that that wasn't very well off, uh, very healthy. Maybe you take that in there and get you better deer. I just I. The the places that I've used before in the past, I know uh, uh, the one especially out in Missouri. There's you have the one that's run by the Mennonites, and it's it's a butchering facility throughout the year. They do uh, cattle, they do sheep, they do uh, chickens, they do turkeys, they do it all there, all that stuff that they grow on their farms. 
and they're all butchered. And then by the end of that season, when they're done with hogs and everything else, they go through and they shut down and they completely retool and everything to do nothing but deer for the rest of the season until, you know, deer season ends. So, again, like you said, it's an assembly line process, but you get your deer back. That tag that you that I told you about, you know, that has your peeled-off license yep. portion on it, that tag stays with that deer through the entire process. On the cart, in the cart, in the vacuum sealer, whatever. And as a matter of fact, when you get all your deer parts back in beautiful white paper, butcher paper, your tag is right there on top of it. It may be bloody, it may be nasty looking and disgusting, but at least it's your deer. Yes. It's in your little tub, your cart or whatever it is, and then you take it and you load it up and they say, Okay no, hey, take have a good day and then you go. Now you go into Buffalo and you go there and it's a mass production one where it's drop off one, get one. And I told you the experience that we had with that one where Jason uh, you know, just tarsal gland all in the meat, and there's just no way to get rid of that flavor once it's in there. I don't care what you do, unless you literally burn it to carbon and add it as a as a flavoring or something. I don't know, but it was uh, it was disgusting and inedible. So it was like forty pounds of meat that you know had to go the way of the dodo, which is bull crud. But it's because you got some sloppy kid. It's like didn't do a really good job on cleaning I, it. I, I take offense to that. And drop it off and then go, well, I'm a, like you said, I'm going to drop off a deer there, and get a better deer the, on the way out. There is so many people, and it's not just a kid. There are so many people today that do not have a clue how to turn around and process an animal and even get it to a butcher shop. They don't know. They just don't know. No, they don't. And the thing is, is... You can get the basics if you go watch some video or something on YouTube or whatever it is like that. But watching Barrett look and do it for the first time was interesting. It's totally different. And I will say that the old DVDs that you can do and back up and go back yeah. and do all that stuff. They, well, you know what? Hang on. We take a break. We'll we'll continue this on in the second hour. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Hang on. We'll be back. Continues to build and enhance the Precision Hunter line of ammunition with an array of new loads that feature the revolutionary ELDX bullet with heat shield tip. Precision Hunter is one of the most successful ammo launches we've had. The original mission of Precision Hunter ammunition was for you to be able to extend your range. It was extremely successful, and you guys have spoken. The new Precision Hunter loads include the 25-06 Remington, 257 Weatherby Mag, 6.5 PRC, 270 WSM, 280 Ackley Improved, 7mm WSM, 338 Win Mag, and the 338 Lapua. Precision Hunter is factory-loaded, truly match-accurate ammunition with Doppler radar verified best-in-class VCs, featuring excellent conventional range performance as well as the best extended range terminal performance available. Precision Hunter ammunition. Extend your range and never compromise at any distance. Sportsman's Alliance. Our heritage, our fight. Protecting hunting from coast to coast. 
Did you know the Sportsman's Alliance has fought to open access to public lands and to protect those specific lands? They helped make hunting a priority on national wildlife refuges and even sued the federal government last year to protect scientific predator management and hunting on those lands. Just another fun fact showing you how sportsmen and women are helping make a difference. WHFS Sefner, WQYK FM HD2 St. Petersburg, 103.1 W276CX Newport Ritchie, 92.1 W221DW Tampa. Did you know the biggest Ford truck dealer in the entire southeastern United States is right here, close to you? Which dealership? The answer shouldn't surprise you. Brandon Ford is the largest volume F-Series truck dealer in the Southeast, and the numbers don't lie. Brandon Ford sells more F-150s, more Super Duties, more lifted trucks, 4x4s, and diesels. And when a dealership sells more, there's always a reason, like the guaranteed lowest Ford truck price.